Welcome to a journey of profound discovery. Calibrate yourself with us. Thank you for joining us today. Hi, everybody. My name is Erika de la Vega, and here we are in Calibrate Yourself um, with Alejandra Llamas and Pepe, Pepe Bandera. So welcome, guys. Hi, Hi guys, Ale. How are you, Erika? It's nice to work with you. I'm very happy to do this and do this in English for the first time. It's kind of challenging. It is, but it's fun. I think that um, being a beginner in something, it's always a challenge, but it's also inspiring for other people that maybe they're trying to do new things and they're not going to be perfect at doing them. And just, I think just setting the example of doing it and doing it with love and doing it with spontaneity opens a lot of possibilities. So that's the thing, but the value of what we're doing today. Okay. Well, you know, Alejandra um, Llamas, um, she's, uh, she's a mind that is elevated. <laughs> so that's why she's telling you that this is a perfect time to start a new thing. And she has this awareness of the first time. But I don't know you, Pepe, but I'm not so elevated as Alejandra. <laughs> I want to be, and I'm here uh, because I want to learn from her and from you, of course. But I, I, I'm, I'm feeling very, very vulnerable. I don't want people to see my mistakes, and maybe it's of, of course, all of this on my mind. But still, there's something inside me that pushed me towards the the possibility to be, to, to, to do a new thing. So that's why I'm here, because if I don't have that kind of pushing inside me, I will be far away from this computer. <laughs> I think this is exciting for all of us. And yes, I think Ali is also very elevated. We've worked together for many years now, but let me tell you what, I'm not elevated at all whatsoever, except when I'm bloated, which happens often. <laughs> but <laughs> what I try to do is I try to, when we are ever on a show in Spanish, it's like Ali talks the elevated part and I try to ground it and it's helped me throughout the years. And I believe that it's helped me so I can help others. And we'll just do a chain, which I think is the objective today. So, and you know what? I'm also a little nervous about doing this in English, but I'm say, let's jump with both feet. Let's see how it goes. Exactly. Yes. And, and, and I think that's inspires just doing things that we all have succeeded in a way doing podcast and TV and radio in our own language and bringing the knowledge that they think is valuable in these conversations to another culture is interesting because the world is turning global. And when you only concentrate on your own culture, you're leaving out other cultures, way of thought, uh, worldviews that are valuable. And so people that speak other languages can benefit to open themselves to other types of knowledge. So I think that's something that we're adding to the American culture, a new worldview, uh, which is, a, it's not better, but it's different and it adds, everything adds. And yeah, we're going to be, uh -huh, go, go ahead, go ahead. No, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Um, no, but you know what, Alejandra, I don't know if this happens to happen to you uh, before or you have felt it or thought about this, but much of um, a lot of people when you start working in other language uh, that is not your language maybe the people of your country or the ones who know you as um, I don't know Venezuelan public figure I don't know when when they 
hear you speaking English. It's like, why you are speaking English? <laughs> For people to accept the change mm -hmm. and people, when I say people, I'm included, it's, it's difficult. But when you want to change and when you want to start doing new things, you found the resistance in the people that are near, mm -hmm. near you. So I realized that, or I believe that in the past, I believed that I was not being truthful. Mm -hmm. for my, you know, my audience. Mm -hmm. But I have changed my mind, of course, and I am feeling that it's okay to try new things. And, the, and we are in, this, in the United States. Pepe, where are you? I'm in Mexico City. You are in Mexico City, yeah. but you are like, you are a gringo when no, you I'm speak not. English. <laughs> you, speak, you speak so fast. You, you, you mastered the language. But... The thing is that we are in the United States and we can, what's the problem speaking English? That's the language of this country. There's and nothing you, wrong. And, and you know what I think it's, it's very important to show other people that even if we're Latin or if we're Hindu or if we're Arab or wherever we are, we can add to a culture. We can contribute with our knowledge to to everyone else because this knowledge is for, for our consciousness and consciousness doesn't have a, a language, doesn't have a, a nationality. And this is what we are aiming to, to, to call forth the consciousness of everyone. And that's who are we, we're gonna be speaking to through our podcasts. Which I find to be very interesting because the way I see it is we're just broadening our horizons and we're taking a leap of faith into something different. And I think that's the value of it, just doing something different. Mm -hmm. People may not agree with it. People may agree with it, but that's their problem or their accept acceptance of what's happening or not. But we're doing it because we want to do it and we feel good doing it. And if it's helped us in our language, why don't we give it a shot in another language? Maybe we can help out and help ourselves with a different way of hearing it. Yeah, and breaking boundaries. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, we can we can get the example um, when when Latin people contribute with uh, changing the flavors of the food. Mm -hmm. um, this I think this is exactly the same. We're 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 adding some flavor <laughs> in the conversation. That's true. And you know, that's I, a, love that. I, I love that analogy. So we're going to call this a fusion. Like if it was an interesting <laughs> yeah. and completely different, a new plate. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. So we're going to be speaking about emotions today, Ali. And I know you have a, a, a run through some reading before we sat down. And what are we going to do today? What are we going to talk about with our emotion, about our emotions? Well, I thought this was a great thing for today because globally we're going through the coronavirus And there's a lot of people that haven't been focused throughout their lives in um, learning how to deal with emotions. I've been learning and doing that for most of my life. So we're going to talk about that today because I think that we could go through some interesting points that we can uh, share with the audience and give them some pinpoints of how we can manage our emotions through all these months that we're going to be see them very closely and know how, how we can benefit, not trying to channel or to avoid or to suppress our emotions, but really knowing how to surpass an emotional state to 
tap into that inner peace that is always available for us. So this is what we want to go through you, with you today. I think that we're all going through a phase all over the world where we need to sit back and look inside, which is interesting because a lot of us, at least I consider myself like that, I'm always rushing, rushing, rushing. And then you never really stop and think about your emotions. So if I don't want to say we're going to be stuck at home, I say mm -hmm. I want to say we're going to be safe at home. Mm -hmm. So why don't we do some digging into ourselves to deal with our emotions? Erika, I have a question for you. Oh my how God. How <laughs> many times a day or how how often do you think about the emotion that's going through you? When you're mad, do you ever think about being mad? Or when you're happy, do you ever, do you ever acknowledge the fact that you're happy or acknowledge the fact that something is happening or right now collective fear? Pepe, you know what? I think now that you're asking, I think that I'm judging my emotions every time. That's why, uh, yes, I'm, I, I feel I feel them. I I let them I let them go, but I'm judging every time why I'm feeling this, why I'm so sad, or why I'm I'm so happy. My problem is that I always always asking why why I am feeling this, mm -hmm. and that's important because um, I started to meditate. Please, I'm not, I'm so, I'm, I'm a beginner, but I started to meditate. And one of the things that in meditation say is that you have to stop judging the images and your thoughts. And it's so difficult to me to stop judging myself. Mm -hmm. So that's my problem. That, that's, that's my struggle nowadays with my emotions. Mm -hmm. Ale, but I think it's a good thing that she questions her emotions. How should we go into this? You tell us. Okay, first of all, I think it's important to set the ground by knowing that emotions are only energy in movement. Okay. And we use emotion either to connect to what we're leaving, what's going through, what's showing up, or to disconnect. Okay. Okay, so the emotion is what we feel as true of something. If something was not connected to an emotion, it wouldn't have any meaning for us. So let's just set examples so it's easier for everybody and for us to understand. Let's say, okay, we're thinking about the coronavirus right now. Yeah. I feel scared about the future. The emotion is I am afraid because of the upcoming uncertainty. What do I do about that or how do I analyze my emotion? Okay, so this is a very good setting. The emotion, the emotion will show up and you can either give it meaning or not. But the emotion is going to show up because it's only human. So we're all, we're all going to experience emotions. And some of us are just going to observe the emotion, knowing that is it, this is a natural condition of being human, of having a body. But once we add to that emotion, a thought or a belief, then we go into the loop because we don't question the belief and we don't question the thought. We take it as an absolute truth. Like okay. the future is going to be uncertain. And how would that make you feel? Just that thought. Um, I think that the clue is to have skills to manage mm -hmm. that emotion. 
I always said when things started to happen in life, when you are 40 years old or something More. like that, <laughs> and yeah, or maybe, or maybe you're younger or not, but when big moments, important moments starting to happen in your life, you, you lost a, 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 a member of your family or you stopped working in the corporation, you have been there for 20 years, you have to have skills to manage the emotions. That's, that's why, what I think. And if you don't have them, how can you overcome the situation, Ali? Uh -huh. um, and and that's, that's my question because I have the emotion, but I need skills to control them, to, so, so, so I have the control, not the emotions having control on me. Okay, that's a very uh, logical way to embrace emotions through the ego point of view because the ego will tell you you need to control everything, the job the, and the emotions or not having a job or the future. So the first thing we have to know is that let's say that you, are, you, you got fired from your work and a reign of thought are going to come, of beliefs that are going to put you on survival mode. These thoughts and beliefs are going to start to create the emotional turbulence inside of you. Mm -hmm. So you have the emotions linked to beliefs and thoughts. They are going to the future, to a, to a moment that does not exist. So what we're learning right now that the only freedom is in the present moment because if you're going through an emotional turmoil i know your mind is in the future so let's so let's put it this way let's go back to the example i gave i'm thinking about what's happening right now i am in my house i cannot go to work i ha i am the owner of a restaurant and my restaurant is closed i'm not producing and if i my emotion is one uncertainty and the other one is fear. So if I let that emotion sink in, it's because I'm thinking that I'm going to lose it all. I'm going to be poor. I'll be out on the street. I won't be able to feed my family or anything. And what you're saying, Ale, is that if I think about this moment only, right now what is happening to me at this exact moment, I'm sitting at home, probably reading a book or watching a movie. I'm not dying of hunger outside. That's what you're trying to tell us. Okay. I think uh -huh. and we, can, we can divide it in like three steps. All right. The first step is writing down what you're saying to yourself, either, either beliefs or thoughts. All right. Mm -hmm. So write down the inner narrative because that inner narrative, it's going to be connected with the emotions and the emotions are going to be the glue that make that narrative true inside of you, which is not true, but that's how you're experiencing it. Mm -hmm. So the second step is accept the emotions you won't transform anything you are trying to control okay acceptance is important in this second step and the third step is knowing that if you could let um, these thoughts and these beliefs and these emotions to work through you and release them what you will find all the time is inner peace. Inner peace is never gone. 
is so, always there. So that will be with our objective in any case scenario. So in we any write case. down what we're feeling. Okay, right now I'm feeling scared. I'm feeling uncertain. I will lose all my money. I, I'm afraid, for example, I'm going to set an example, which is really logical right now. I am afraid not of getting uh, sick with the virus, but getting sick and complicated and going to a hospital and the hospital mm -hmm. will not have the intensive care unit for me because everything is packed. Okay, but you're assuming again. Okay, yeah, exactly. So you are in the pressing moment using the present moment to torture yourself over something that's not happening yet versus, it no, might not happen it might not happen so right. we use the future the mental future that's how the ego works it uses a mental future to take you away of the present moment because that way the ego is ruling you it's ruling your inner dialogue it's ruling it's ruling your emotions it's ruling it, it has the front seat of your life. I see. I understand. Okay. I like it. So remember that the outside stimulus, whatever is happening, has no meaning at all. Has no meaning at all. So we can observe our emotional intelligence as we create a gap between our circumstances and our relationship to them. We can either respond by choosing who do I want to be in this situation, or we are just reacting with old patterns, thoughts, and of beliefs that are projecting a future that is not happening. Ali, but we have to be aware of ourselves and our thoughts in each minute of the day to so we can separate mm -hmm. the ego. Mm -hmm. And, and our, real, our real emotions. We have to be like in constant observation. Exactly. So being in constant observation is allowing. I'll observe that whatever arises, I will allow. So let's say that you're sitting into a meditation. Don't seek to meditate to control the mind or to suppress emotions. Sit to meditate to allow a chatty mind and strong observe emotions it. and observe it. So create this inner observer that in yoga they call Purusha that can observe the, the, the being going through the emotional turbulence or through the chatty mind, knowing that this is natural, that, oh, you, I can observe how my mind today is very chatty and I'm okay with that. But if you're trying to meditate or do anything in order to silence the mind or to put yourself in a, in a silence mode and that's not happening, you're going into control again. I agree. And you know what, Eric, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to relate to you a little story that happened to me when I first started out with this. And uh, it'll be fun if you hear our, my first uh, the first podcast we have way back then, it seems so difficult when you view it from the outside. It looks like I'm not going to be able to do it. It's just an uphill situation and I'm never going to do this because I like partying and I can't control my mind. It's not about it. And it, suddenly it just happens. Mm -hmm. It just happens. It just flows into you. But once you become aware, and here I'm not talking, I'm elevator or anything, I'm completely opposite to that. But it just happens. 
It's just, mm-hmm. I think that the key word here is acceptance and openness. Yeah. I, I know because emotions are meant to be embraced. It's what also what makes you feel alive. And the emotions are not really an issue per se. The issue arises when we give this emotions meaning. Because this is how we sustain an emotion for a long time, because we connect the emotion to the thought patterns. And then we think we cannot release the emotion, but we're, we're not releasing if it's the story, it's the narrative, it's the thought of the future. We, we give power to that narrative that is bringing the emotion in us. And how we can break the beliefs, Ale. Uh-huh. Well, uh, what it's interesting is that knowing that we have inherited a lot of beliefs from our culture, our religion, our past, either uh, also our family members. Yeah. So I think it's, that's a, a good question because we uh, either live by what our beliefs tell us that for many of us, these beliefs have become very outdated. They're not functional mm-hmm. anymore. Or we can start practicing to connect to the present moment through our wisdom, through our heart, and there's knowledge there. So for many of us, the practice is stepping a little bit back to whatever is arising in the, mo- in the present moment and knowing that we can relate to that through our inner knowledge, through our inner wisdom, and not bringing meaning to this, knowing that there's a higher order in everything and suspending the judgments. This is very humbling. The ego hates this because then he's out of the picture. When, when you decide to let life live through you, when you're in presence, when you go by the words, I don't know, I don't know what this means. I don't know if I shouldn't be feeling this. I don't know if this is, 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 for, if, is for the good of all of us, but I live in a, in a friendly universe, so I'm just going to surrender to this. Then it becomes a life where you observe how you have everything you need to cope and to embrace whatever appears. I like that. So what you're saying is that we all have it in us. It, this inner peace already lives in us. But the thing is, we're rushing so, so fast. We're always running. We do not take a chance or the time to look inside us and find it. Exactly. So it, this, is just a, uh, this is just a remembering mode. We are remembering that whatever we were searching or we were trying to control or we were trying to suppress is by letting go, by releasing, by accepting, we'll see, we'll remember, we, are, we will touch the inner peace as what's always there for us, available in that silence. If we have the inner peace, if we have it inside us, mine can hide very well. (laughs) I think for all of us, because we have been trained to control, to live in anxiety, to live in guilt, because we have constructed a a social belief system that uh, fear is the norm. 
So yeah. what you are, how you are relating to yourself and to life is the norm that I have spent 20 years like undoing myself, unlearning, not adding things, just letting go, releasing, touch that inner peace. It's, it's more of a learning of surrendering. It's more, un, it's more unlearning than learning. Exactly. It's not adding something. It's, it's taking things what, away. What do you need to take away of your thoughts, of your beliefs, of your control in order for that inner peace to um, shine through you? Yeah, maybe, maybe because we sometimes, we don't let our intuition to lead our path. Mm -hmm. We always asking what to do to our family or our husbands or, you know, you call it. And we don't, we don't hear ourselves. We don't, we don't, we don't do what, what our heart is saying to us sometimes. I'm not saying it's all the time. Uh-huh. But I think that sometimes we, the, what, what, what are you saying, Ale, that we have it inside and we have the inner peace that um, makes me realize that this sounds like when your intuition got you uh -huh. uh, making decisions that are good for you, but maybe you don't give the credit, you, don't, you are not giving you the credit that you need in that moment to to hear yourself, hear your heart and, and follow, follow it. Exactly. Exactly. So it's, you're coming into your life from a diff, completely different view when you're coming from intuition, from wisdom. And this is very new for, for many of us. And it sounds so difficult, but the way I view it is like, let's look at, I always tell, say to patients and everybody else, just look at nature. What, what happens in nature? Let's say I'm a zebra in Africa in the savannah. I'm just grazing my grass. I'm very happy. And suddenly a lion comes along and tries to eat me because that's the way things work, right? Mm -hmm. So at that moment, I become very scared, but I run off and I outran the lion. What happens 10 minutes after? I'm back to being my happy zebra moment, <laughs> whatever. And they're not in constant fear all the time. They live their life. And when they require to act upon a feeling, which is fear, because they are in danger of being e eaten, uh -huh. that's when they react. But the rest of the time, they're just happily living. Yeah, they bounce back to that inner presence and peace naturally. Because they don't know better. They probably don't have this brain like we have that doesn't leave us alone for a second. It's just question, 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 question because all the time. Because they don't attach meaning. Ah, I like that. Mm -hmm. I like don't attach that. what, Ale? Meaning. Oh. They attach meaning. So when, what happens when, when, when we attach meaning to something? What happens? We, we observe that suffering arises through the meaning. Because we, we do this because meaning creates interpretation. And interpretation simulates control. I like it. Well, I hate to be the party pooper, but guess what, guys? We're almost Time's done. Up. Okay, I, almost I, done. I, I just wanted to, to close with something that I know is going to blow your mind. Oh, you let's guys. hear it. Let's hear it. We were, we were asking a lot of questions, and I think that we, we tend to do that as, as seekers. And there's a very profound teaching that the ego can't grasp which is that there are no answers for your illusionary fears there are no answers answers are what the ego feeds on 
And this idea serves the need we have assumed as a collective and as individuals by inviting the notion that we have to look for something or we have to achieve something or we have to become special or evolved or superior. And this is not real. We are only humans. I'm not even evolved. I, I, I've just released myself from beliefs and I've touched an innocence that we all have. So we're all the same. And the answer to whatever thing that arises is a present moment. So this, we can round it up saying this very well-known few words, present moment awareness. Exactly, because we become seeker of pleasure and we try to leave avoiding pain. So that mm -hmm. becomes an inner game that is distortioned. That's how we, most of us lived. We okay. seek pleasure and we avoid pain. And that happens to our emotionals. But if we release the meaning of this is pain and this is pleasure, and we let emotions arise and just be grateful because emotions are the connection to life, then you can surrender completely to the present moment. And there is your answer in the present moment. Your answer is always in the now moment, in the practice of forgiveness, in the awareness that the peace lies beyond any perceptual illusions. And the fear, the psychological fear is always an illusion. It's never going to be real. Okay, I like this. Well, I like this idea much. too. like this idea to live without tags. Exactly. So practice that. If a strong emotion comes up, just ask yourself, what thoughts or what beliefs am I attaching to this emotion? If an emotion comes, sadness, frustration, fear, let it be. Let it go work through you, through your system. It'll eventually release. It's not going to stay there forever. Don't be afraid of emotions. They cannot destroy you. Just be grateful for them. Allow them. And as you allow them, you transform. Good. I like that. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. This has been nice. Yeah. Yeah, we're learning. We're learning a lot. We're learning English and we're learning how to be <laughs> conscious. Exactly. So maybe next week we can talk about more of the point of view of forgiveness from way of detaching meaning forgiveness as um not as uh the ego uh, point of view but more of a state of consciousness all right so we'll talk about forgiveness as being conscious next time okay well guys we have some homework for next week <laughs> let's practice <laughs> practice <laughs> okay i send you hugs and kisses me too. Thank you very bye much. Bye. Thank bye you for Ali. listening Thank to you. us. Bye wait, bye. wait, we didn't say something. We forgot to mention that there is a mastermind behind this. Is Maddie behind <laughs> the controls. <laughs> okay, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us today.